What's going on? It is a different kind of episode this week. Dustin is not here, and it's for the best because we are talking about a show that he did not see <laughs> uh, yet, at least. So um, we're going to talk about She-Hulk this week on the show. Everyone I know who was watching it was not available to record with me about it, uh, like anytime soon. And everyone who was available had not seen it, and except for Jack. So Jack's joining me on the show this week, talking about She-Hulk. Uh, he was the person who would most frequently, by far, message me about it week to week. Things he liked, things he didn't like. So we're going to talk about it this week on the show. So without further ado, here is She-Hulk with Jack Conwell. to talk to you about uh, I like to talk to you about She-Hulk. The reason uh you're on to talk to me about She-Hulk other than the fact that I I just no other options. I, well, other than the fact nobody that nobody else has watched it. Well, I I so I try to pull people onto the show whenever I can without like actually like micromanaging any kind of booking schedule for this show. I just try to text my friends or observe when they are watching things that I'm watching. And I try to just sort of naturally move the pieces to where it can happen. Um, And none of my friends from SCAD who are usually on the show with me. Let's see. Dustin was not watching the show. Kellen wasn't watching the show. John was, but he was very behind. And he was not going to be able to catch up in time for the day I wanted to record to talk about the show, which is tonight. Why not wire Kellen and... And, uh, so most of my watching it because, so to sort of set up where I'm at with, and, but I, I'm still probably watching the most stuff. Me and John probably watch the most stuff of the Marvel stuff of all of um, my college friends. And, um, Dustin is at the point where he will not, he'll wait. He doesn't feel any urgency to watch any of the Disney plus Marvel stuff anymore after, mm-hmm for him kind of multiple, you know, instances of, eh, that wasn't really worth my time or like Dustin's not quite a fan of the series is at large. Um, so for him, I didn't, I didn't watch Miss Marvel. Moon Knight was okay. I thought I liked Moon Knight. Um, and I, but Miss Marvel was pretty, I, 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 yeah, I liked, I like what if, um, Dustin yeah, hates I, what if. Um, and so I think I listened to an episode where y'all did mm-hmm. that and he's like, why do I care if, if, uh, Peggy Carter became Captain Britain Captain and Carter, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Carter and all that. And I was like, I don't know, man, cause it's different. It's and kinda, it's interesting. Kinda cool. I don't know. Well, to, like, to me, yeah, like there's precedent, there's it. comics and precedent for these one-off stories. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, I just enjoyed watching, watching an, and I, I enjoyed watching all of them in an animated media. Sure. Well, and I like it also from the, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of revisionist history, but I am a big right. fan of what if history, like, uh, right. You know, what if, right. you know, one of the big ones that I really like is what if 
Britain had sided with Germany during World War One. So, you know, okay. instead of, I mean, you think, you know, what if they had? What if they yeah. had fought against Russia and they had propped up these other European monarchies? And because there's not, there's not in World War One, there's not this moral conundrum of killing Jews and just hating people that are different. It's it's the last war of empire in in the first war of strategic alliances, and you know that was kind of England's chance to prop up monarchy, crush the French Republic finally, and probably reinstall a a French monarch and and have more control over the world. So it, stuff like that. It, point being, stuff like that I think is is fascinating. So like, yeah. what if? Yeah, what if? To me, the best shows that Marvel has done on the Disney Plus shows are probably WandaVision, Loki. Yes. And, and in my opinion, this one, She-Hulk. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Cause we didn't ask for this, but you still gotta deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Bruce, kinda feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. I really was pleased with She-Hulk. Like, like this, so I gave this, I gave this on a scale of five. I gave this four and a half stars, which is pretty high praise. And um, I was telling, I, I don't say too much to, you know, to Dustin, if he hasn't watched something that I'd recommend, I just tell him like, Hey, this, I think it's worth your time. And I would tell that to anybody, um, just on like a basic, um, just, just, just with, with, with basic, I don't want to spoil it yet for anybody, but like I was prepared for what to expect from this show because when they announced that they were making it, I was like, okay, I don't know that much about She-Hulk. And so I did a little bit of research and stuff. And so you know, that's where I learned that like, you know, the She-Hulk comics are, are fairly light and low stakes. Um, there's not the same kind of like, you know, brooding wrestling with the identity and danger of being a Hulk that there is with, there's no inner turmoil like there is with Bruce Banner. Like it's very light and, um, there's all these aspects to her character. She's very, like, you know, She-Hulk is very sexual and she breaks the fourth wall and like, you know, talks to the writers of the comic, you know, is very what would what we'd call today as very girl bossy. And so when the show <laughs> delivered on that, I wasn't surprised or for God's sakes offended. If you look online, there's a lot of very negative reaction to this show simply Which is because hilarious. By the way, because they, they, I mean, like they predicted that in the show. They knew that would happen. They wrote that so well. It played right into the hands of the show. Like, so what this show is, is a half hour, like legal comedy. Um, and so the reason it's, I think it's 
I even recommended my wife watch it. Like I don't like after we walked yeah, out through like yeah. end game, I was like, you don't need to watch any more of these if you don't want to, like, because this sort of wraps up this big thing that you've sort of been paying attention to. And now we're kind of getting into crazy land. I'm not sure what to tell you to recommend, what to recommend to you now, because I'm not sure what matters yet. But then I, I right. was, she was in a show hole and I was like, you might like She-Hulk. Like the energy of this show is something you might enjoy because it's just very light and it's very, we're very much like just dealing with the social life of our main character. And, um, there's a lot of not dumb things happening. And, uh, you barely remember it's a superhero show. If she wasn't green half the time and some of her clients yeah. didn't have superpowers. I, I, w- I really enjoyed the middle episodes. Uh, and, yeah. and I mean, the, the first episode was, was okay. I think you and I talked about it a little bit and I don't know if maybe my, my opinion is starting to change on it or not, but I was not a huge fan of the final episode. Okay. Um, but the middle you dug. Yeah. Yeah. Like the good core stories to me, yeah. I thought was, was great. Um, I get and we talked about it, but like I get like, you know, it's Disney's thing. They're going to, you know, she gets mad at Bruce for mansplaining stuff to her and, you know, but, but the, like, she's like, Oh, maybe I'm able to control this because I have to listen to men explain to me things that I'm already an expert, an expert about. in. Yeah. And, and, but what got me about that is like, okay, well, you're sitting here explaining to Bruce, who is literally the only person <laughs> on the planet other than Emil Blotsky. Yeah. Who knows anything about right? Who's being, an expert? So, like, yeah, that's so what you're, you're doing to like, your cousin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That it, so it was like <laughs> I was like I don't know if they're doing like I don't think they're trying to be like ironic in this. No, but it kind you really kind of like undercut your point <laughs> of of I know how to control my temper because people explain to me about things that I'm an expert in while you're explaining the only person that knows what you're going through you know, yeah. and, and has, has struggled for, like he says, you know, this is 15 years of struggling to right. learn how to control this. And, and I want to be your, your guide. She basically just blows him off and wrecks his tiki hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if, if I were defending her, if I were defending her uh, in court, I guess on, on those, on that dialogue exchange, I would probably say, the, 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 that would be more of an allegory towards like, yeah, you're an expert, but clearly our experiences with this issue are very different. Like you're sure. yeah. like you, hey. you, for whatever reason had a more, more confront naturally confrontational relationship with your alter ego than I do with mine. And I think maybe well, just story wise, think- well, like one, cause story wise, you can't have two characters who have the same power set go through the exact same like character struggle. Cause they're different people. I guess because Bruce well, Banner is a lot more. I think they do, think they do explain that really well in later episodes where she's like, you know, do you, do you remember being in high school and having mm-hmm. a friend that's, that's super athletic and, you know, beautiful and good at everything mm-hmm. and just wanting to be here. And now I've got the chance to, to do that. I can, I can be that person yeah. whenever I want, you know? And, and right. so I thought that was, that was another very compelling. That's why I really liked those, those middle episodes. Like one of your your and I think rightful criticisms of of Captain Marvel was, you know, she doesn't she never really develops as a character. Like you, we get yeah. introduced to her and she's this overpowered, you know, 
boss killer lady. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, she's an overpowered boss killer lady who is, yeah. who's learned that she can you know, continue bossing her. But yeah. I, I mean, she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't develop any new powers or anything. She's still just as cocky as she was before, at, at the beginning of the movie. Nothing humbles Captain Marvel. There's no, right. there's, there's, right. N- there, there's seemingly no struggle for her. And so I, the not only, only do I think that that is like, that makes people angry because it, it just comes off like we're just going to give this female character like this big platform, but it's more just like, it's a disservice to any character to show them just having powers without any struggle or without learning any kind of internal lesson. It's a, it's just yeah. a disservice to character growth. It's just a service to Brie Larson, who is certainly capable of delivering that in her performance. But when, when she has no start and ending point, other than I remember things and I didn't used to not remember things. That's exactly what it was. Know. It was, it was, <laughs> it was the born identity without the intrigue. And, and I'm, I'm going to blame that on, I guess, Kevin Feige because and I'm only putting on on him. I'm very I'm very much a fan of Mr. Feige, but Same. yeah, I made a lot of really good decisions. But it could only have been if it's not him, then it was. I don't know who else it would be who would say we need to introduce this character. We need to do it now. Kathleen like, Kennedy. Kathleen but, Kennedy walked in and was like, "Hey, you know what we're doing with Star Wars? Here's what yeah. we're doing with this middle Star Wars movie. We're we're introducing this female character that just nobody is going to like." But I don't know who would have, it seemed very, I'm not sure who, again, I don't know whose decision was, but somebody decided that we needed Captain Marvel and we needed to get her introduced before the Infinity Saga wrapped up. And the truth is we really didn't need that character to be involved in in, in the Thanos storyline. And yeah, I thought she was very underutilized in that Because she's so overpowered. She has no connection to any of these characters except for Nick Fury, who's barely, who's really not even in and the movies, in those two movies. And she has to get sent away from most of the film because she's too effective. Her powers would solve too many problems. Well, and then like, she doesn't even, like, I mean, as powerful as she is, she still kind of gets her ass kicked by Thanos. She almost kill. She almost kills him. I mean, like she, she her and Wanda both like are capable of killing him kind of easily. Right. Um, and so the only, you know, it, they just did a better job of explaining why Wanda failed because Thanos firebombed his own army, you know, right. then, then, you know, anyway, like the point being like what they do in She-Hulk is they have Jen constantly fail and it's so interesting to watch. It's so good for story and it's well, just and good for character. And it's, and it's, it's good for her because she's actually a character who, who has an emotional arc, who has a very closed, yeah. closed off and, and non-vulnerable personality. And by the end of the series, she does open up a little bit and allow well, herself think, to experience things. I think they do a great job of, of, uh, they almost portray her and She-Hulk as two separate people yeah. with, with, you know, two, two separate sets of strength. And that's, that's what they never really did. And with, with Captain Marvel is they never developed her as a person. There's no big revelation. And, and that, you know, the end where I don't, I don't know if this is a spoiler scene for which for, or not, but she's, she, for, for She-Hulk, but, you know, where she's like, oh, man, I, I was just 
starting. You know, I think she's like, this is what I wanted. I know this is what I said I wanted. Oh, yeah. But I was really just starting to get to know myself. You know, right. I was really starting to enjoy this. So, yeah. I, you know, I think that's it's not that she grows as a hero or she grows as a as a as a you know member of the Avengers or as this world saving person. She I mean, all of the growth that occurs in the show is personal growth. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's that's it's really it, it was really good and it was funny and it was you know, a lot of it funny. was 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 timely and it was and very topical. edgy too. Yeah, sure. I mean like the, 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 the know, humor and the subject matter on the show is this is the only show that they've made where I've been like and my kids are too young to watch any of this stuff, but like this is the first show where I've been like, I'm not sure when I can show this to my kids because it's just feels very adult. Like there's a, you know, yeah, yeah, like sure. The, the jokes are, some of the jokes are very adult, you know, aside from like, as opposed to like the movies where it's mostly just like kind of violent and, you know, bad languagey, but or, like, or Dr. Strange where it's just a straight up horror movie. Kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. But like, this yeah. is the first one where it's been like, I don't know if I want my kids to watch a show uh, you know, where that, where she's referring to having sex this often, you know, <laughs> like, right. You know. But I mean, that's, that is what you would expect of a, I guess, 30 something, young, 30 something late twenties, yeah. early 30 something, you know, attorney in LA. And, and as they point out in the show, like they've kind of been lacking in that department. Like one of the criticisms of Marvel in general is that they're just very sexless movies. Not that every film has to have like, a bunch of to me one of the strengths of the marvel films is that they've this sounds stupid is that they've been so sexless i've just appreciated that there's no gratuitous sex in the movies because for the most part it really doesn't, doesn't improve matter. the story and doesn't matter yeah. especially if you're trying to market this to to families but i would agree that at a certain point you do need to have something in there that just reminds people that yeah, these are like real people who have like real human, you know, urges and, you know, things happening in their lives. Like I wouldn't the mind the Captain I would, America. I wouldn't Captain mind America having sex with a on the USO tour with on the USO tour. Yeah, I gotta get I got a kick out of that. That was hilarious. And like I just I, I would like to see honestly, like stuff like that. I would I would like to see more just moments or even cutaway not cutaway gags. I don't want to turn to family guy, but like I want I, I would appreciate more like things in Marvel projects that just remind you that like these people like take pisses, you know, yeah. like they poop, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. just stuff yeah, like that. Just they <laughs> eat that. That's what's so great. That's what was so great about, about some of the slower scenes. I think that's part of why I love Endgame so much and why Endgame has so much like Infinity War is terrific because it's just a nonstop and everyone's crossing over and we're fighting, we're teaming up and it's just amazing because you're like, holy shit, all, all this stuff is happening at once and it's nonstop. Endgame is so good because the first like half of that movie is people just kind of living like Tony Stark's doing the dishes and it's just fascinating to me. Um, like, man's like, tacos get blown away. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're watching them like kind of eat and then like they're talking and they're trying to remember which, which, what the intersection of the streets in front of the Sanctum Santorum is in, in New York, just stuff like that, where you're just going like, wow. Like you're reminded that these characters like are supposed to be people and they're supposed to feel like layered, you know, Steve Rogers stops by the, the compound to do his laundry 
And then they yeah. start talking about the whales in the Hudson and Natasha's eating a sandwich. And it's like, that's just so much more interesting than like the straightforward expository. Hey, I, I received a message from rocket. looks like we have to go to the blah, blah sector. Oh yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a hell of a sector. Yep. Sure is. All right, let's go. Like it's so much more interesting to listen to characters talk to each other about like their feelings and you know, one of the strengths that Marvel is able to do, especially within the television format, but even with the serialized storytelling is you see these characters so much you're allowed and there's a lot more opportunity to slow down and have them have regular interactions and regular days and not just having to fill a two hour movie with, you know, simply things that drive the plot like it's it's candy for actors who crave more nuanced performing than what superhero films used to offer right and it's it's candy for people like me who want to be reminded that these characters are supposed to feel like people and just seeing them on screen for hours doesn't do enough you have to show them like going through regular problems like for her like dating or fighting you know some sort of patriarchy within her workplace or being gaslit and or you know revenge porn stuff like that it's just like that's interesting that's that's why i think i got so frustrated with the final episode was so let's 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 tell people okay so if we're gonna i'd like to spoil the show at this point so i am it sounds like we both recommend people watch the show so you know and and, and i'll say this and you should watch the first and last episodes. I recommend watching all of the episodes. And and people to enjoy the show, you really don't have to know that much about any of the other Marvel stuff. But obviously, as always, it's going to be the most rewarding for for. I, well, I guess the epi- the last episode, this, you really you really need to know a lot. But I guess yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, this is, I think that is another cool thing about the show is yeah, you could like it's an easy know, way the, in. The man from Mars lands, and you could be like. And he's like, hey, what's the She-Hulk? And you're like, oh, great. Yeah, let's watch this. Yeah. You really yeah. don't need any context. Yeah, but let's talk about the let's talk about the last episode. Cause yeah, people is certainly has has people split. I still enjoyed it. It was yeah. it was still like there was it still made me laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, the the uh the fact that Kevin Feige is a robot. Yeah. Just this mass <laughs> AI that just turns yeah. out, you know. Near perfect a, stories, yeah. Based off of a of a form, which is fine. I mean, you know, to go into some big superhero fight and then Bruce shows up and he's going to fight the abomination, yeah. and you know. But I thought what the natural conclusion of it was that that Todd injects himself with the super with the with the Hulk blood and becomes the Hulk now I think would have been better is if he had just suffered some like terrible consequences then he tries to sue Jen mm-hmm. because of that and right. she you know winds up exposing it all and and which they I mean I guess they kind of do but I just it felt like they did it lazily well like instead of instead of her like breaking her parole as it were mm-hmm subduing him him trying to to retain h&l and whatever the law firm is to sue her right 
you know, it would have been, I think it would have been more satisfying for her to explain everything he did to her boss and her, and then the boss be like, oh, well, we don't need his money that bad. Like it would have, it would have brought some finality to that relationship, I feel like, or, or at least some like some value beyond her just being She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Which I understand is to to that law firm is the only value she brings, but you know it's a chance for for them to say well, we value you as an attorney and in a, as a person. Also, like it, it, it would it, it would have been good for him, like the ball, and to to be like, oh well, under those circumstances, we don't need him as a client. Right. But just to be clear, we want you will have you still we're still only interested in you as being the she, she hulk like it would have been it would have been a good like kind of redeeming moment for him where he also doubles down uh, yeah. on why on why he hired her in the first place you know like <laughs> yeah like hey hey i you know i've seen your work and you do good work however you know i'm still i'm still me like just so you know the nature of our relationship is still the nature of our relationship. I guess the only problem I have with that, because I, I agree it would be interesting for him to be like, well, look, this solved two problems for me. Like now you're legally allowed to be She-Hulk again, which is the reason we hired you in the first place. And uh, we get to look kind of cool for for saying that we're not going to do business with assholes like Todd it, anymore. Exactly. You know, we, 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 we get to display false corporate courage by, you know, cutting ties with someone with lots of money. It's good. It's good press. It's good PR. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we did I great. think if they had if they had approached it from that, that makes that guy just slightly more redeemable. Slightly but yeah, but, more but then it feels it feels like then that they like it feels like the better thing to do in terms of like what she accomplishes is that she earns. They finally see her as like not just a commodity, and so they make that decision altruistically instead. Like, you know, but then both outcomes still put too much of the outcome of the show in the hands of her white male boss. So I almost sort of see that as a way of like, not necessarily undermining. I her. mean, she still gets her job back at the end of it, you know, because she's because she's allowed to be She-Hulk again. Yeah. Well, she gets her job back because she breaks the fourth wall and, you know, makes them change the ending. <laughs> right. And that's and that's what I'm saying. That, that That's sure. the frustrating part is like, that's why it felt lazy to me was it was like. Oh no! It's almost like they had written it out, and they were like, "Oh my God, we just we just marveled this Marvel show. We just made this a superhero show, and that's not what it's supposed to be. How are we going to fix it? You know what? Let's have her break the fourth wall and walk in to the writers' room and get mad at us as She Hulk, and then let's so, have her go talk to Kevin. But Kevin is going to be a robot. <laughs> All right. So I I largely really love the ending. Um, I think that it, I, I agree with people who complain that it was kind of a lot at once. Like you set up, she breaks the fourth wall. She does it every episode, but then she does right. it on a very large scale to where you're like, Oh Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Um, but uh, like I thought the, I thought the Disney plus menu screen was genius. Cause I, I'm sure like most people, I was like, Oh shit. Did I hit the, <laughs> <laughs> I hit the thing. Well, it, it it's almost kind of like a throwback to the. Sorry if I'm spoiling the Sopranos for anybody. Like this show did for me. Right. That's that's my biggest beef with this show. 
You should put spoiler alerts. You should have watched that show much earlier. No, well, we're already in okay. spoilers for She-Hulk. So if, if people are listening to this, they've seen She-Hulk. So the Sopranos has now been spoiled for them as well before you even said it. <laughs> well, like I and if, if they weren't I mean, paying like, attention to that part of the she- of She-Hulk, you just did that to them. Sopranos, like, it's hard to binge. Like, you just... Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So just, I feel like if you watch more than three episodes at once you you wake up and you're like oh my own ah my mommy you know like yeah you yeah. start becoming a north jersey mobster so it's funny because that 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 video and when i was in sophomore year when i was throwing up and my friends all oh, cleaned yeah, it yeah. up that's exactly what john was doing because he he just spent all his free time watching binging the sopranos <laughs> You can hear it in his voice. He's like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's just the way he's talking. He called me Chrissy. Like, he he did this whole thing. Like, and he looks. We look back on. It, he goes, I was really into the show. I don't, I don't know what to say. But so, like, I was like, right. I think it was like, I'd paused it. I was like, I'm gonna watch She-Hulk. It's Thursday. I'll watch She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd stop. And like, the next episode was like, it was like long term blocking. And I was like, oh, cool. And so, like, then Wong, you know, he's watching it, and I'm like. Oh, that's funny. And then I'm she's about like, to watch oh, this. Oh, is this the yeah? Well, and then she's like, "Oh, is this the episode where they kill Abe?" And I was like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> mother ever!" <laughs> I mean, like I was home alone, and I like not alone. Like, I was like, "Yeah, I was." I was like, "Oh, you know, there you're watching a show like that, and you kind of figure like certain characters. Like, I mean, just yeah, Adriana's like, you know." She's gonna get. She's it's gonna not get, gonna go well for her, right? I mean, something bad's gonna happen. She's not gonna make it to witness protection. Same thing with Chris. Like you know, yeah. something's gonna happen, yeah. and then and then they're walking out of the courtroom, and she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he killed Chrissy!" And he's like, "I haven't gotten there yet." And I was like, "Me neither." Shut up. And you you have no concept of how soon that happens either. You're like, is that like soon after this? That was that was still in the final episode. Two and a half seasons left after that. I wish that Madison had been in the finale. I wish she'd been been like, it's not where you think. Like just yeah, I I because that she'd be like, oh my god, can you believe that she Hulk got her powers back by suing the guy? Yeah, you know, so, something like, like that. Like, would have been funny because that, that that character is such a hit. I hope that I hope we see her again. I hope that oh, she's. That, I hope she just lives at Camartage with with Wong now. That's the comparison I was going to make. Or they could they could have brought her back in the post credit scenes. I wish they had done Wait. a little more with her. But I, maybe they were trying not to overplay it or something. But maybe. surely they realized like if we're going to have this character <laughs> well, in the show, I think, I think it's kind of like cool or to where core just wound up being this yeah. runaway success. And so they felt obligated to put it. So maybe they're, yeah, they didn't think they're, she was going to be that much of a success and they're going to give her her own show gonna, and her work. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I would watch that no. show, but that, uh, that's what I was going to say. So the, you're like, you check your remote to see if, yeah, if you'd accidentally hit the home screen, just like at the end of the Sopranos, you're like, did I, did I turn this off? Did yeah, I lose my, yeah, everyone was everyone what was calling happened? the cable companies like what? Yeah. So whenever I look at stuff like that, I always think like, okay, is this a good idea? And I really thought the idea was good. It was just one of those where it's like, okay, executing this might be a little messy, and it it probably was like it was a lot quickly. Um, but they do establish the ability to do that. And I, th- I remember thinking what I liked about it was 
you know, a very predictable ending to the show begins to happen. And she's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And then, you know, she, so as soon as she hops out and now she's in like Burbank, what I loved about like the following 10 or 15 minutes after that was, I have no clue where this is going. And that's a feeling I don't usually get when I watch most things these days, but like particularly Marvel things, like there's some measure of, okay, I structurally, I know where we're at. So, well, the last, I think the last time I felt that way was the end of infinity war. Yeah. But even that I kind of, I figured the Avengers were going to lose because they had like, they had to something bad had to happen. Yeah. Also because you knew that there was going to be like an, an infinity war too at that well, point. You knew there'd be some kind of cliffhanger, but you weren't, you, you had no clue that there was going to be like such a massive loss. Right. And you, you figured know. that Thanos was still going to figure prominently in the next movie. Something. Yeah. But, Something. but yeah, I mean, it, it, but still you, like it happens and you're like, Oh damn. You know, yeah. Not, but with, but with it, this one, I, this one I, was funny. I liked that they gave me something unexpected and I liked that they seemingly had a very obviously very pre-calculated meta commentary on the Marvel formula and yeah I mean I like you know I did like their ability to make fun of themselves right and 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 her ability to their boss right and and her ability to be like this is still my show I don't want to have a bunch of things happening that don't have a lot to do with my character arc so like we were talking about earlier where mm. you you know if if her boss at the law firm is like oh wow you've explained this to me right you know you're that you, you're not a commodity anymore it still puts right. her fate back in the hands of a of an old white guy i i do like the fact that she had like she had enough agency over her show to be like no 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 this isn't how this is going to go down sure but she she then has to go and get the permission and convince, you know, a middle aged balding white guy who is well, he's a, a robot a, now, a robot now, you know, for for whatever for whatever reason they've decided to make Kevin Feige a robot. Which I well, mean, he's not technically Kevin great, Feige; he's just he's Kevin. Just Kevin, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they did a, I mean, they did a great job with that gag. You know, and everything, and making making the robot wear the the black ball cap like he does, and and yeah. just the way they did. I mean, they made it look like him, right? Yeah. They made it look as much like Kevin Feige as they could as a robot can, right? <laughs> Without being like a, like a you know an, a, an android that looks like yeah, yeah. But I mean, st- it's still relying on this outside, you know. And, and I'll go as far to say that it it is a white male robot based off the way it sounds. And I get that that's just a generic robot voice. But but, you know, if you look at the voice actor who did the the voice for that robot, I bet it's a you know white guy WG. White guy. (laughs) Well, I think the good outweighed the bad with it. I think that what it I think that what it did by sort of resisting the the general pull of how these stories tend to end or how these seasons tend to wrap up um I th- they essentially either put themselves in that kind of a corner where they had to make that kind of choice or they 
you know, like accidentally, or they very much were like, when they were originally just writing the show in general, they must've sat down and been like, what do we not like about what we're doing? What can we change? What needs freshening up? And what makes this character uniquely positioned to, you know, to go a different way. Change that. Yeah. And you know, with her being a fourth wall breaking character, it's like, she may be the only character who can obviously directly lobby for a better ending. But, but more than that, like, like there's a lot that they tried to say with this show um, that, you know, is pretty unique to the kind of character that Jen Walters is and the kind of arc she would have through being She-Hulk that lines up with a lot of like the, the, the values the show is, you know, trying to push. For me, it's connected to like this broader idea of like, I'll try to make this make sense. It's, it's almost similar to the idea of like, I don't know, I, I want to, I want to be happier in my work. So how do I, how do I achieve like a balanced life, but maintain like, you know, professional momentum? It's like, all right, you got to take on fewer clients, but like charge more, like, you know, do your work, do the, do the more meaningful work that's meaningful to you. And by doing so, you're going to be, you're going to not appeal to as many people, but the people that you retain as clients are really going to be into what you're doing. Their business will sustain you. You won't lose momentum. You'll be happier um, on the, you know, on the professional side. And so like, if you carry that idea through any other area of life where it's like, okay, do less and then do the less, in a better basically. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. Th- that idea is something I've like kind of in the middle of and reading about and stuff like that a lot as it relates to work and creative work and stuff. Quality but like, versus quantity. Right. And so for some reason that kind of clicked with me with this ending was like, you know, um, there are things I miss about a more conventional ending to this series, but at the same time, it's like, I think that making a choice that prioritized character uh, in such a literal way ultimately was the right move for this show. And is probably what made it what made it jump so high on my list and i think for a lot of other people it did too i think a lot of other people were sort of enjoying the show just as a as a non-serious like non-brooding show about you know sad or troubled heroes jumped up for being something that had a lot more to say than they realized it did i guess at the time but um there i think there's a lot of unfair criticism of the show that's completely based on Jim Walters being so outspoken about her, her femininity like, and her, yeah, you yeah. know, which no, is stupid. Um, you know, but there, there are legitimate criticisms of this show. And, and one of them is definitely that that ending is, is not for everybody. And it, it, uh, it, 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 it will be too literal for many people. And a lot of people are, I think I can identify with this criticism a lot of people are sort of like, how are you supposed to like watch black Panther knowing that like, there's a character in this universe who can jump out of the TV and talk to the writers of her show. Yeah. I I kind of, does it, does it make other things feel, I don't know. I kind of compartmentalize it, I guess. And that, that's my take is like, I agree with that. I, I can sympathize with that criticism, but ultimately these comics all existed at the same time. These characters all knew each other and she Hulk was doing this exact thing in her comic 
So right. like, and, and later Deadpool who isn't really a character, but like, you know, well, but soon, soon will be, you know? Well I, well, I mean like as a, as a comic character, he's really not like that much of a character like Deadpool. Oh, I gotcha. There's a whole separate conversation about Deadpool. He's, he's just kind of a, a walking meme. Um, but like Jen Walters, <laughs> Jen Walters feels as like a person, you know, this character does stuff with the Avengers here and there, but like in her own comic, you know, it's like this, it's light, it's fairly low stakes and there's meta commentary and fourth wall breaking. And that's exactly what the show delivers on. Um, and so it's one of those things where I go like, I bet if you put the writers in like a vacuum, you could have probably figured out another way, a better way to thread that needle and do it a a little more like I, I was sort of refused to believe like this was the best way to end the show in that sense. Like I I do have a, some feeling that like there's probably a slightly better way to have done this. I just don't know what it is, but if you gave me long enough, I might be able to think of one. So, but like, so if you, if you just froze time and said, told the writers, like, I don't care if it takes a thousand years to think of another ending, they could probably think of a better ending. But I yeah, don't hate yeah, this one. I, I thought too. this one was pretty brilliant, but it was a little clunky in the execution for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, for, for me, it, it wrapped up a little too neatly. That might be my criticism is like, I, it's not really what happens or how it happens. It's the, how quickly it happens uh, and how immediately it happens, which is a criticism of the other Marvel shows across the board as well, is that they are just sort of, they they wrap up too quick and there's other problems that those shows have that this one doesn't have but it still shares that problem with its siblings is oh shit wow we got five minutes left oh we're gonna wrap up oh wrapping up there's there's like barely a denouement but it's also a half hour show so i don't know right that that was kind of my thing too well that that exactly i mean like at the end where she's like i want matt murdoch to be there and he just like plops down he's like jen i'm here and then that's it. Like, that's his only line. It was just such a stupid line. Like he's an NPC in a video game that like, you know, you meet up with him to do a mission, but he does absolutely none of the work. Like he's right. there, he's in the cutscene at the beginning and the cutscene at the end. And then there's no other work done, at least in this specific <laughs> yeah. episode. Like I know, yeah. I know he does a lot throughout the series, Including but like, her. Apparently, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I want him to be there," and she's walking out to like hand over Todd to the cops, I guess. Yeah, and he just like plops down. It's like, "Jen, I'm here." He he literally like falls out of the sky. Like there, <laughs> and maybe like I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's all she wanted to hear from him at that point. It's just yeah, I'm here, but pretty much, yeah. I happen I to be watching some. There's a really cool YouTube channel called Cinema Therapy. Um, and they were talking about Frozen 2, and the topic of the video was, is Kristoff the perfect man in, the, in this in this movie? Like, I, Well, I'll tell you, when he when he does his Power 80s rock ballad, he's pretty perfect. I thought, Lost in the Woods, fantastic. They said one of the great things that he does, uh, this, this therapist was saying, one of the great things that Kristoff does in the movie is he does this thing called, what is apparently is called shelving your agenda. He like, he scoops her up on a horse or something. Like he, she's about to get stomped by those big rock people or something. And he scoops her up on a horse. It's a reindeer, you piece of shit. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) His name's Sven. Sven. She says like, Kristoff. And he says, he says, I'm here. What do you need? And, 
uh, and they were like, good job. They're like, that away. that's what you said. You know, like they, they were like, way to go. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, doesn't matter. He's just there. And so that was the first I'd like, I just watched that like right the day before or the day after this finale. And it made me think of daredevil. Like he just pops in and goes, Jen, I'm here. I would fear more that like, okay, you've given this character, this ability basically that, that can take the seriousness of other things. Like they'd have to, they have to, downplay this ability of hers in future projects that aren't her singular show which is what they do with the comics anyways like it's not like they're in the middle of a battle and jen just like you know jumps out of page and goes to get the writer's car keys and then comes back onto the page and stabs thanos or anything like it's like it's it's fairly contained to her solo stuff yeah as far as i am aware she can be serious when she needs to be I think that that Kevin said something to her. The robot said something to her, like you can't do this again or something. There, there, there was some line that sort of like seeded to me, like we're not going to, maybe he said, this is the only type of, this is the kind of thing that only works once or something, something like that. Yeah. 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 They, they basically tell you like, we're not going to do this again. This is fun, but this is obviously too much. We realize that half of you are going to think this is lazy. I don't care how well this goes. This is the, this is the one and done for us, Yeah, you know? So, but that's interesting. I think season two is a rom-com. It's the Matt Murdock, Jen Walters. Well, apparently she's going to be showing up and, uh, in his show. Oh, I forgot. He's getting a show. Oh, he's getting a long show. You know how many episodes his show is? No. Uh It's 24 episodes. Oh, Wow. So, so for 24 weeks, there will be a new episode of Daredevil <laughs> every week. Like that, it's a uh, gigantic is it a, season. Is it a 30 minute? Are they 30 minute episodes? I'm not sure how long they are. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's a shitload of stuff though. That's a lot. That's a, that's an old school, like network TV slate of episodes. That's blue bloods. That's a blue blood season. Yeah, that's like getting that mustache money at that point. That's like that's like um that's like a, that's like a season of lost, you know. Yeah. Like, like the first season. <laughs> Who's the guy from Magnum PI? Uh Tom Selleck? Yeah, it's Tom Selleck. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Getting the mustache hairs money. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing like making 24 episodes of a show and all the, you know, short-term life insurance commercials you can stand. Oh, sure. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's a bunch of work. Like some of these things like Andor, I'm guessing for like, for, for Diego Luna was probably just like working on a movie. Like a lot of them say, like, oh, you, know, sure, you, work, yeah. you work on like a mini series um, or like a season of television these days. It's so abbreviated that it's like, it just feels like a long film. But Andor was only six episodes. I think it's like that would have felt much more like working on a film probably for him. But for Daredevil, it's like that's got to feel like a gigantic commitment for him, for Charlie Cox. You know, that's, to, that's like because that's a lot of episodes. That is like you can truly say, like, I'm a working actor. Yeah, that's a lot of scripts. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of directors. That's 24 episodes. That That's 24 they're not all directed by the same dude. Like that's, that's like an old school, like production slate. So 
especially if it's an hour long. I mean, that's like, yeah, who know, who know? Yeah. I don't think they've released any of those details, but yeah, if it's an hour long, that's a lot to ask people to hang on to. It better be good. Is it supposed to be more serious than uh she Hulk was? Probably, but I'm getting the feeling it'll be a little, a little lighter. It's not just going to be East coast. She, she Hulk. No, I don't think so. But because people did say like, there is a light side to Matt Murdoch that it's good that this show tapped into because mm-hmm. he's not only Netflix, you know, sad daredevil. Like that's one aspect of his character, but like he does have dimensions to his personality. I'd like to see a superhero law comedy that takes place in just like small town, Kansas going to be the second season of what if oh, okay and superheroes doing normal people jobs in obscure locations that's going to be the second what if they all what if every character had a thousand percent less ambition what if ant-man was stabbed in prison what if ant-man got out of prison and became a qualified forklift operator <laughs> <laughs> he'd make some good he'd, he'd, he would have job security he would not need to be a thief so. that's for sure I guess there would so. be no Ant Man. Just be a very, a very well aged and happy forklift operator. What if Captain Marvel became a welder? Again, you good, know, good who money. knows? <laughs> what, a ridic- what a ridiculous scenario! Yeah, yeah, she'd get a lot more respect from men. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old Rosie the Riveter over here. Yeah, instead of punching through ships, you can build some for once. <laughs> build something. Do just something like a, with your God forsaken just life. Just like a woman tearing down what man built. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there were like just the shipbuilders at these galactic shipyards that see the videos of this and they're like, like God on the news? Damn it. Oh, shit. Like, I was really, really proud of the work I put in on that. And now it's just gone. That took us 11 years to build. Jesus. I mean, we made that so nice. Who is this bitch? Yeah. (laughs) You think it's cool? You think you're so cool flying through ships? I I lost two marriages building that ship. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a great what if episode. Like it just shows him progressively like she gets sued by the by the the uh, the the international TIG welders union. Yeah, you destroyed uh, billions of dollars worth of property. The you just IB, think it's willy-nilly. The IBEW brings suit against her. Yeah, you <laughs> think it's cool? Brotherhood of Electric Workers. You know, we have rights. And <laughs> or I guess that would be the Intergalactic Brotherhood yeah. of Electric Workers. And it just shows the worker like going every day, like slowly drifting apart from his family, going through two divorces. Like his kids won't talk to him anymore. And he's like... Yeah. But at least, <sighs> at least I have built. At least the, I've got you. At least I've built the the pride of this this civilization's fleet. And then it's like mm-hmm. breaking news, and it just shows Brie Larson like, <laughs> and he's like, Gah. all right, all right. What if, what if we end the episode and go to bed? <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, good seeing you. Till next time. <laughs>